SITC fam. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to rate us five stars on any podcast platform. Leave us a review wherever you can. And don't forget to subscribe to LL Giselle on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and find us on Facebook at Sonographers in the Cities. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sonographers in the Cities. I'm Lynn. And I'm Giselle. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And if you have tuned in in the last episode, we appreciate you and thank you. Yes, and to the new you. listeners, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, today is a good topic because we are just going to talk all about those struggles as a sonography student. We want you guys to know that you're not alone. Um, everybody goes through this phase in this career and it's a huge phase of not knowing anything and that's fine so let's just start it off with there yes and then before we start i'm just gonna say that you will make it to the end just push through yeah push through believe in yourself ask for guidance or help definitely and speak up Mm -hmm. yeah we're just spitting fire today speak up about everything you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. If you haven't heard our last episode, we also said to uh, speak your mind and, and ask speak questions. Up. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like as a student, you almost feel like you can't because you're a student. Mm-hmm. But that's also part of the struggle. I mean, there's going to be a lot of right. different struggles. One of the major ones, though, it starts all the way in the beginning, right? You're trying to get into this program that's very difficult to get in or competitive to get in. And that's already where the struggles start because you're trying to go through your interviews and make sure your grades are good. Um, But even through all that, you got into the program. So give yourself a pat on the back. There's going to be more struggles down the line. So just look at the positive things and think about the end goal always have to keep your end goal and your why in mind yes and um it starts the day that you get accepted the program and it will continue every single semester every single week every single class there will be (laughs) something that you'll be struggling with yeah and we don't want to be like the bearer of bad news like this sounds so depressing but it does we're trying it's to true tell you, like you're not alone you will feel that way and you are there so a lot of you guys are there a lot of you guys are trying to become sonographers and will be there so we're just giving y'all a heads up but look at right. Lynn and I we made it yes we did and, you and did we too. struggle oh heck yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. with Lynn starting off saying it starts with your school um we were just talking about it beforehand but uh, Lynn had a good point about what one of the bigger struggles as a sonography student is and uh she would like to dive deeper into that topic 
Oh, we're gonna start with this topic. We're not yeah. gonna start with like the little ones, like no. you know, physics and <laughs> anatomy. <laughs> no, everybody knows that classes are difficult. You're struggling. You're gonna struggle through them. But I mean, at the end of the day, we all go through different types of things and struggles. Right. Um, and my main thing with the struggle as a sonography student is really just being confident and not knowing, not understanding. Because this is a little bit different than other careers out there where, you know, they can give you this subject and then this is what it is and that's how it is. And it goes mm-hmm. that way versus with ultrasound, you're given this is what it is, but then it could also be this way or that way. You have to manipulate your probe to go this direction or that direction. Uh, there could be a mass on the liver, but it could be this or this or this. And it depends on this and this and this. Endless possibilities with endless factors. (laughs) And it's up to you to decide what it is. Yeah, someone can tell you there's swelling in the legs, but is the swelling coming from the the venous system? And then, you know, why is that happening? There's a lot of different things that you need to know um, that it feels like it's so hard because there's so much you need to know. But also, everyone goes through that. Like, right. as a sonography student, you'll understand that you're not going to know everything and it gets difficult. It all comes back to what Lynn and I were talking about, though. Yes. It all goes back to this. Um, and it's actually your schooling, um, mm-hmm. where you're taught, how you're taught. And I think a majority of places, whether it be a an organization that's accredited or non-accredited, it stems back to who's teaching you and how that school is organized. Yes. And unfortunately, from my reality, I don't know about you, Giselle, that the programs are quite unorganized. And that's the biggest I would say the main frustration that I've seen in my experience with myself, my classmates, and then now in the program that I'm teaching with the students as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my students, they did, they do express their frustrations, concerns. And then I kind of reflect back to my experiences and I'm like, oh, that's what I experienced too. And they're like, oh, really? I thought it was just us. I thought it was just the school. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. And actually, it's quite interesting that you say that because when we started our social medias, you know, we wanted to bring Mm -hmm. ultrasound awareness, um, potentially help a student or someone who wants to be a sonographer. And I'm so thankful that we do get to do this and help others, but it also like opens your eyes a little bit more because you get to hear stories from people all over the United States, all over the world. And I mean, we have people listening from other countries and Mm -hmm. people in other countries trying to become sonographers. And that means they have to become sonography students, right? It all stems from your education, where you're taught, what you're learning and I have seen a lot of people complain about their schools or how they're being taught 
So that's a big, that's a big issue, right? Because we're yes. all trying to make things better for our patients mm -hmm. and it starts with each other. And then it starts with teaching the students. Uh, in my experience too, I had some unorganization. Is that the word? <laughs> I, I guess was, so. It makes sense. Not organized. You know, mm -hmm. I could say that a lot of, it sounds like a lot of programs are like that. Um, and then I've had some people who've told me that their programs are very good, very good programs. So it depends on each person's situation, mm -hmm. where they're at. You could have a really bad didactic and like teaching and classes and things like that. But you could be in the clinical setting and be taught really well. You know, you can have a sonographer out there in clinicals teach you very, very well. And you understand that way versus just reading a textbook about it. You know? Right. Or there's some who are very textbook smart, but can't really finesse how to look at the images on the ultrasound machine, how to see which direction the heart is or which way the valve is pumping. And you as a student have to absorb all this information. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, but there's going to be a lot of struggles, uh, unfortunately. And it just comes with the, the job, I think. The experience, mm -hmm. I would say. Because, you know, like not all teachers' way of teaching works with everyone. You know, some students will be like, oh, I like the way that they teach. You know, I can learn better. And then other students like, I definitely don't like the way that they teach because I can't learn. You know, so you have to find the teachers that work with you. And that would, you know, help the learning experience. But sometimes you get stuck with the teachers that you can't learn and then that ruins the whole subject for you. So that's another thing. That kind of reminds me of, you know, I it's like not sonography related, mm -hmm. but it has to do with math. And I had to take a math, a certain math class to get into a physics class to take, you know, these ultrasound classes. That's how college works. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are not in college yet, sometimes they'll make you take a certain class to take. It's like an entry class to get into another class to take another class. One of the math professors like was very hard to learn from, could not understand. Didn't, I didn't pass that test or test. So I didn't pass the class, right? I take the class with another professor and he was so good at teaching, explaining all the things. Same class, different professor. And I passed that class. I understood everything, you know? So mm -hmm. it's a bit like I had to go through all that just to pass this class. But at the same time, it's it's the way I could have maybe tried a little bit harder in the first class um, and find more resources to get through that class. And as a sonography student, you kind of have to think outside the box all the time because that's what we do in this field. Right. And I think if you find certain ways to get better and be better, 
you guys are already doing better than me and Lynn because you guys are listening to this podcast. You guys are doing research. And I think having people that are like-minded will help you get out of those struggles easier. Uh, like our Discord, for example, there are so many people in there that just like enter over these years, I started it back in 2020, and it's been mm-hmm. four years since I started it. And seeing people have these struggles and then explain to all of us, and then we tell them, you're not alone. We give them advice. And then now seeing them graduated, it's amazing to see that, you know? If you oh, guys that's really awesome. If you guys want <laughs> go back to old old episodes where Lynn was a student. <laughs> oh my god. Then you can hear Lynn's struggles as a sonography student back then. Yeah, back when we were doing it like every week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I mean look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> Still struggling. <laughs> Still struggling, but in a different way. Definitely. Um, and you'll you'll become more confident, right? I don't know. It just takes time. Yes. I think that's like the biggest struggles as a sonography student, aside from academics, is you know the this organization of the program, you know. And I think some of the programs or majority of them. I can't speak for other programs in the U.S., but I know that, you know, they're short staff, which so they're short on teachers and there's an influx of candidates, prospective students. So the ratio is, you know, off and it's not ideal. It's all all the factors. Mm -hmm. And I think you could also correlate that with clinical sites, too. Mm -hmm. Like unorganized clinical settings um not a set thing I mean I look at like nursing students for example they get to do their clinical sites um and they get to take more students because there's more nurses there's more places they can do these things there's different ICUs that they can go to around town uh, but then if you're in a city where there's only three hospitals and one outpatient center, you know, and you have 40 sonography students, where are you going to place all those sonography students? Right. And then each sonography student needs to be one-on-one with someone. You can't really have three, four, five students in one room watching someone scan a patient. <laughs> that would be kind of weird. I don't know. And uncomfortable for the patient. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how, because in Vegas, at least, yeah. typically they'll take one or two students. I'm not sure about other places. Comment down below if you want to share your student experience. But we essentially out here have such small programs because it is the clinical site that cannot take on more students if that makes sense right so you can't pump out all these students and then once you pump out all these students then where do they all go to work you know 
there's not mm-hmm. enough jobs to have 40 sonographers in three hospitals. It depends on where you live. I'm sure if there's a lot of hospitals, a lot of outpatient places, then yes, that will be, you know, ideal. But if you're in a small town, you're competing against your classmates to get that job. Right. So there's, there's struggles everywhere. (laughs) Struggles everywhere. All the time. Yeah. But it never ends. (laughs) You will get through it. I mean, today I had a struggle, struggle of a day at work. What did you struggle today? What's the biggest struggle you had today? Okay. Uh, There was two. One is like, okay, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> well, not really a long time. I mean, seven years is pretty long time. You're pretty confident at this point. Um, but then there's just little things that radiologists, like, you know, they kind of nitpick or they they mm-hmm. call because of some reason. Um, I don't know. They were just reasons that I didn't understand. And it had to do with my tech worksheet. So for those of you that don't know, as a sonographer, every exam that you do has a worksheet that explains what you did or what kind of scan you did. So I did a pyloric stenosis. It was positive and I fed the baby a Pedialyte. And typically on our images, we'll put pyloris with Pedialyte because that's, or like, you know, some indication that we fed the baby. Mm -hmm. But because I didn't write that on my paperwork, which I have been doing this for seven years, they called me about it saying I didn't write it on my paperwork. But I was like, I put it in the images, you know, and I mean, they didn't get mad or anything. Right. But they were just saying, like, you you just don't want a phone call. You just because if you get a phone call, then that means there's something going on. So Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, that was weird. So that was like a little struggle. Right. Because I'm like, hmm. I never put it on paperwork, but now today you want me to put it on paperwork? Okay, so that's fine. That's what happens when you work with a lot of different doctors. That's also normal, by the way. The doctors change their mind, (laughs) even though they said they want it this way before. And then they give you a call and they're like, nope, it's this way now. Correct. And that's the whole (laughs) adaptability type thing. And then the other exam I did... um. It was for a, like the doc, this is not a radiologist. This is an ordering physician who ordered Mm -hmm. an exam, an abdomen complete. This abdomen complete said ascites on it for the reason. So Mm -hmm. typically we do not do a full abdomen complete. So we don't look at all of the organs. We'll just check the quadrants for ascites, which is fluid or free fluid in the belly. And so, you know, I do the thing, turn it in, radiologist reads it, you know, I thought it was the end of the day. Great. I'm like scanning this other patient and then I get a phone call and it's from, you know, the lead tech. And then they tell me, oh, this doctor is like calling. They're so mad. They're saying, why did we change this exam from an abdomen complete to an ascites? Well, before I do any of that kind of stuff, I speak with the nurse and I make sure that the exam that we're doing is correct, especially mm-hmm. if I'm like questioning, hey, why did they put abdomen complete? But they put the reason was for ascites. Yeah. So I, you know, I talked to the nurse, I confirmed with the nurse, we made sure it was an ascites exam. I changed it, I turned it in. And according to that doctor, he was just like, since when do you guys 
change exams. Well, we've been changing exams for a very long time. That's what we do there. As long as it's mm -hmm. the correct exam and the nurse verified with me, we always verify with the nurse, you know, mm -hmm. and she told me that the doctor said it's an ascites exams for abdominal distension, which is the reason why you would do that. So, you know, I'm checking off my boxes <laughs> and I still had a phone call, you know, so that was like a struggle you know, because as a person that's just thinking you're going to work, doing your job, doing your thing, and then you get called about these little things, like they're little things, but also they make it a big deal. Um, right. You know, and I understand, you know, I understand the doctor's side of it, uh, but also it's the communication part of it because I did my job. I did my part. Mm -hmm. Yet here I am still getting a phone call and like, now I'm wondering tomorrow if I'm going to hear from my supervisor about it, you know, mm -hmm. which is not a big deal. So like I, I told myself essentially earlier, like it's fine, but like when you're a student and like, or a new grad, if it was me a long time ago, I would have like really, really thought about this hard and like been hard on myself and been like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. But now that I've been doing this for seven years, I'm just like, okay, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not that I'm like, you know, not caring about it. It's just, I did my job. I did my due diligence. I made mm -hmm. sure I talked to the nurse, you know, but it still is a struggle because it's in your mind. Like, right. It could have been prevented if they communicated with each other, put the correct reason, mm -hmm. didn't tell me to do that, you know, and those are the things we deal with. Yeah. And you'll deal with that as a student too. So that was my day today. <laughs> and I did a lot of patients. I scanned a lot of people and I wasn't expecting it to be like that today, but it was, but it's okay. Tomorrow's another day. <laughs> another struggle. Yeah. That reminds me um, when I was at my last job, we would have to, we have the order, right? The, we have to study. Then we have to check the order. We have to check the reason to make sure that the reason matches the order. And then if it doesn't, we have to go back to their notes to see, like, why they ordered it. Like, that's not part of our job. Like, our job is just to do the study that has the right indication. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not right, and if it doesn't um, align with the order or in the notes that the doctor put in and... I guarantee you half of the time it does not align. Like they want the right leg, they would order the left leg or they did something in the left leg, but they ordered a bilateral instead or they wanted arterial, but they ordered venous. Yeah. All kinds of reasons. Or the, sometimes they just put indication just because. Which is not and, a good reason. Yeah, it's not a good reason. And then you They're did just, the study and then they give you a call. They're really like, why did you do this? I'm like, well, this is the indication of like, oh, we just put it there because we had to. Mm. So, you you know, all these loops, not loops, these hoops that you have to jump. And then you have to actually get on the phone, call the ordering provider to make sure that this is the study that they want. And I think half of the time they're like, did I order that? <laughs> what is it? And I was like, oh, why did I order it? 
And I was like, well, according to your notes, this is this. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sitting and hearing you say that, it is a very common thing. Yes. So we thought, well, I thought it was just us, which is funny because today I was talking to my coworker and I was like, is it just our hospital that like, you know, just does this, but it's everywhere, you know? Yeah. And it's every place. And I, I see it in the discord too. students and sonographers saying like, oh, they did this, they ordered this, but actually this, and it's just a common thing. Unfortunately, yes, it's not, you know, typically that's not our job to like, to like figure out why Mm this is, but also it's like, part of our job because we have to do that you know and I think most places want you to be um, an investigator more than a picture taker because we have to know the clinical side of it Um, like you said to know if it's a venous or an arterial but it would help if the doctor was ordering the correct (laughs) step yeah right it would also make it easier and faster if that was the case. I, I think we're going on a tangent here. We should have yeah. an episode of like struggles as a sonographer because our episode is struggles as a sonography student. student. <laughs> I know. Well, it just brought us to struggles. But this is what you're going to see as a student, though. You know, yes. you're, you're going to you be a your... student seeing your uh, preceptors like dealing Struggling. with all this. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then you're going to be the student that's just like, oh, like, and you're going to learn. And then, and then eventually when you graduate, it's going to happen to you. So just know it's normal and you're not alone. We all went through it and you're going to be learning so much. Like we still love what we do, regardless of all these things that we deal with. But that's why we say it's better to like what you do or love what you do because it makes the little things, you know, easier to get through. Mm -hmm, Definitely. But we hope you guys like this podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually episode number 92. So we're so close to 100 episodes. I can't wait. If you guys have any suggestions, what should our 100th episode be? Comment down below. Yes. Or comment in our reels. Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah, reels on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know. Yeah. I'm curious. I can't believe we've almost made it to 100. We have been doing this for about... This is our third year. Really? Yeah. 2021, we started, right? Third year. Oh, my gosh. It is 2024. It's 2024. Oh, my gosh. Forget. So, thank you. I've known you for that long. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. And I appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. You too, likewise. And if you guys are struggling out there, obviously you're not alone. No, you're not. (laughs) All of us are going through it. Join our Discord. Subscribe to the channel. Rate us. And we'll talk to you guys on the next one. Yes, thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Struggle tangent. (laughs) Always, always on a tangent. Always on a tangent, but it's fine. Thank you for connecting through sounds with us. 
We appreciate you and can't wait to connect with you again next time.